0: Welcome to your next step of the self-publishing mountain. I'm Matilda Swift, author of Quintessentially British Cozy Mysteries. And I'm Samantha Cummings, author of young adult books about magic, myths and monsters. I've written the books, changed their covers, tweaked their blurbs, tried tools from a dozen ads courses, and I'm still
1: not seeing success.
0: Now we're working together to plot and plan our way from barely making ends meet to pulling in a living wage.
1: Join us on our journey where we'll be mastering the pen to snag that paycheck. Hello and welcome to Pen to Paycheck Authors Podcast. I'm Matilda Swift here with my co-host Sam Cummings and we're here to write our way to financial success. We're two indie authors with over a dozen books between us and still a long way to go towards the quit the day job dream. If that sounds familiar, listen along for our Mastery Through Missteps journey. Each week, we cover a topic to help along the way, and this week's topic is going to be money. But before that, let's do our wins and whinges of the week. Sam, what are yours? Um, I will start with my
0: whinge, because why not? Just throw it out there. Um, I really wanted to do loads of editing this week, but I really overestimated how much time slash energy I'd have, so that's something that I need to really, like, remember like I'm not a superwoman I can't just do things for hours on end and not get tired mm-hmm. and my win of the week is that I posted on socials this week and I mean effectively begged but just said to people I'd love it I'd love a sale in January someone buy mm-hmm. my book and I got some sales through so it just goes to show if you don't ask you don't get <laughs> so that's my win of fantastic. the week fantastic yes very that is really good how about you
1: yeah what are your wins? i feel like i yeah i have got i feel like my whinge i'm going to really gloss over because my whinge is like i'm trying to be really gentle on myself right now um they mentioned last week that a friend of mine has recently passed away also i'm really like deep deep into the self-discovery uh you know mindset things so i feel like i am doing so much that is um you know making me full of emotions and making me question things I had assumed about myself that I am just trying to be really gentle with myself. So I'm going to say wins this week are that I didn't get any writing done, but also I wasn't necessarily pushing to do any writing either. So that's fine. And then my wins, I have got two wins this week. And one is related to last week's that I posted on Facebook, put it on my yes. page, put a nice post on. <laughs> yeah. And it felt, super easy, uh, very positive to from engagement and really felt like, and I have been re listening to our podcast to remind myself what we talked about. Um, it really feels like I now have a strategy for Facebook, which feels, just makes me feel like a real weight has been lifted off rather than just <laughs> the enormity of, I can't figure out where the right page is. I can't figure out what to do. I've now got ideas of what to do. So it feels really good. And then my other win is that I did, so you and I are both doing the Orna Ross creative planning um, or go creative uh, planning process. There was a meeting on Thursday for everyone in the program. That was kind of the first month of the year review. And I spent some time looking through the planning notes. Um, and I also, after the session, there was kind of a, a thing to do. We had to really think about how to change, or like lean into a change in your attitude to money um and we'll talk a bit more about that later but one thing that really surprised me that came out of it was that I have a part of my house that I just use as a dumping ground every day and I pass it all the time it's halfway up the stairs and it's just like a place where you know it's very dusty I have a lot of work done around that area so it often gets covered in plaster dust and I always think oh, I won't bother tidying up because it's gonna get dusty again um and I don't do anything with it and I I don't need an extra tiny fraction of space when I have a large house for one person, so I just kept ignoring it. And then, as part of this planning workshop, I was thinking, "Well, we're supposed to be thinking about like a way to change your mindset around money." And mine was that I wanted to live more abundantly, so like use the nice things that I have, wear the nice clothes, eat the nice food, um, and and in my head that transferred to have the nice house. So that evening, I pulled everything out. Uh, cleaned it, painted it. I have put up some nice fairy lights. I've put down a little fur rug that I've got from another part of my house. Uh, it is pink. It's got a little bag hung up in there labeled snacks. It's got lots of music. I'm putting up a new bookshelf in there. I've ordered a like LED fake neon sign to go behind my head um, to light it up. So it is the coziest, loveliest little nook ever that feels it's like the smallest part of my house, but it is my new favorite part of my house just to call <laughs> up and, and read in. It is It's slightly hard to get into. You have to like jump up from the stairs. It only fits people of like my height and smaller. So like you have to be five foot four or under to get in there. Um, it's yeah. And it just feels like I'm really tucked away and it's a little bit inconvenient to get out of. So it feels like you, you just want to stay there and snuggle up all day. So it is fantastic. It is exactly what I need right now. Um, and I'm so glad that I did it. And it, it does tie into what we're going to talk about in a little bit so I'm going to say extra wins this week I feel like a like a real winner
0: amazing and if we don't hear from you for like several days it's probably good like we'll we'll go and find you in the nook you've you've not been able to get out (laughs) so if anyone says like I am a Matilda, yeah Yeah, I'm sorry she's she's now living in the nook Yeah, no, it's amazing. Um, and unfortunately, for people listening and watching this video, uh, Matilda actually sent me a text with the picture of the nook, and it is as cute as it sounds. It's. I'm very jealous. I
1: will be putting it on Facebook. So if anybody would like to join my Facebook page, you can go on Matilda Swift. That is a another way I'm going to be building my Facebook page. It'll be on my Instagram as well because it is so beautiful. I love mm-hmm.
0: it. Yeah, that's very cute. Um, so as you talk about money um how did you get on with this week's topic um to get honest
1: about your money and your mindset so i feel like i haven't got as far as i wanted to but i sort of i and i could have it would have felt artificial to get i think i think get further than i really am um so i feel like i'm at the right space where i am right now and where i am at the moment is part of the the go creative program is very much about treat your money professionally, um, and make different accounts for different things So, make an account for a salary, make an account for a profit, make an account for a tax, and then have a separate account for in, in going and outgoing, um, expenses. Um, so I did that and I felt that felt really good and very easy and something that I've been putting off for ages because it felt like it was going to be an absolute pain. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've done that. I haven't decided on the percentages for each pot and, one of the things that we were talking about on Thursday in this Rosco Creative workshop that we did was about having twice monthly check-ins and movements of the money pots. Uh, and the first one of those should be on the 5th of the month, so the 5th of February. So I am planning to get things ready. That is a deadline I'm going to meet. Um, I'm trying to get things ready for the 5th, but I will have my kind of spreadsheets ready. I will have my percentages ready to move things in. So whatever comes in, um, at the end of January, I will apportion into those pots. So that feels really good um, to kind of have that in place. And I I could have decided this week, like what I'm going to do, how I'm going to, you know, divide things up. But I think I want to have a real sit down and think about money. And I'm, I'm going to do that tomorrow evening um, a little bit and then some over the weekend. Because one thing I really want to do is, we talked a little bit about this a few weeks ago, is give myself a, a business loan rather than just treat my savings as like resources I can use as and when I decide based on my mood at the time. So yes, I might decide at the moment about whether I want to make it a specific loan for the amount of money that I think I'm going to spend this year. And the reason why I'm not quite decided is because actually this year, mostly I'm going to spend writing rather than releasing. So I actually will not have very many expenses. Um, I will have advertising expenses because I'm going to try and advertise my previous series. So I don't know. Um, and I think I need to do a lot of thinking in a realistic sense about how much I'm actually going to get written and published this year, which because I'm still on this sort of mindset and thinking stage, um, and this really like broad view strategy, which encompasses absolutely everything, including like going to therapy and looking at, you know, my childhood. So now that's, that's where I'm at now. (laughs) It's just like every week is a little bit deeper, a little bit further away from writing, but hopefully as well relevant. Um, so because of that, I think I, I've not yet got to the stage where I'm, I'm really being realistic about my writing this year, which is really unusual for me. Like in the past few years, I have worked very hard post the kind of peak of the pandemic to get back into a very regular writing rhythm. And, but that's all I've done is like get back into that and get back into the stage where I felt like I could do three to four books a year confidently. And now it's sort of as like I've thrown that up in the air, but I think with intention. Um, but it does mean that I don't know how many books I'm going to get out this year realistically like i i might in my head say yeah three to four it's not true um i think it'll be one maybe two which is concerning or i don't know it's just different i don't think it's different different journey.
0: yeah exactly i think um Mm -hmm. last year you didn't know that you would be taking this journey and so now Mm. it's it's just it's difficult to reframe and reassess when you've always have like if you have a one of those mindsets where you're like I've made a decision, I'm gonna do it, that's definitely the sort of person mm-hmm. I am. Um and mm-hmm. then to be like, actually maybe I'm not I know that's like one of the most difficult things. Like I'm so flexible <laughs> with other things in my life apart from once I've made a decision.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um I think also because it's it's the common path in self-publishing is like just yeah. write more books. So mm-hmm. it feels like to kind of it feels like you know the metaphor of like turning around an oil tanker. That's how it feels to like stop the writing hamster wheel. Um, because to an extent I I have a slight concern that like I'll never be able to get back on it and like what if I've forgotten how to write? What if I can't write? Said quickly? every writer <laughs> ever. I know. I mean I think that was every book anyway, so it's absolutely fine. Yeah. Um but yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at with my my money. I've got I've got more I'll talk about kind of we want to talk as well about our mindset to do with money. So we'll talk about that separately. But yeah, in terms of mm. my actual Physical, like money things. That's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, we could maybe also do. We're talking about how we've thought about money in the past, but we might come to that after we've we've had your initial um thoughts on like where you're at the moment with money. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. So I have finally set up a business account. I'm just waiting for it to be like approved. Because I've, I've mm-hmm. never set up a business account. All of my banking that I've ever done, like you say, is like just pulling from my savings on a whim. I've never just been like, I've never sat down and thought, okay, I'm gonna allot like allot this money to to publishing. It's always been like, oh, like this is how much my format is going to cost. Just take that out of my my normal like um, current account. Um, this is mm-hmm. how much a cover artist is going to cost, and it's just it's never been a structured thing it's always just been I can afford that no problem unfortunately (laughs) I can no longer afford to think like that because cost of living has really like Mm. cut me off from like I haven't got any savings really because um well I did go to Australia and it cost me a lot of money and that took Mm -hmm. all of my savings but I'm just not getting money into my savings pot because all of my bills have basically doubled um Mm -hmm. so that's something that I think I haven't thought about money properly up until like Orna just started the course and then it was like, oh yeah, I really need to because I I was just burying my head in the sand because all the savings that I used to have are now gone <laughs> and all of my money is going towards paying the bills. Um, so that's like a huge thing that I've got to try and figure out. And I have I have been thinking about money and like setting up this business account and trying to figure out um like how much my incomings are how much my outgoings are and where I can redirect some funds because obviously everyone's got spends that I think I said this last week buying a cup of coffee I could put the five pounds I spend a week on getting a coffee somewhere into a publishing pot so it's just all these like I've had all these big thoughts, and I've done these small actions, but I know that it's gonna be a continuous thing so i've like i've I've started the race, but I know it's gonna it's gonna take a long time to actually feel like I've streamlined a process and I feel happy with it Mhm because, <laughs> so, i mean'll we'll come in this this all kind of links into the mindset part of things and like how like what my um, relationship with money is like in general. Uh, because I, I think it's really, I think it's really interesting. I've never sat down and like thought about why I think about money the way that I do. And doing um, the course with Orna and sitting down and writing down, like she really is, is really into free writing. So like doing free writing around money and feelings around money has kind of opened my eyes and been like, oh, did did not think
1: about any of this this makes sense. but And also like, why would you? Cause I think it's such mm-hmm. a foundational thing that you, you form a relationship with money before you even have enough of a sense of self. Mm-hmm. Like your Your parents are around you making choices about, you know, do we buy branded products or do we buy supermarket own brand food? If that's what you expect to see in the house. What, you know, how comfortable do you feel asking for things versus like, is it very clear in your house that you should not ask? Um, even just like, what's the moral judgment around money? Like that sort of stuff you receive before you're even really old enough to think, you um, know, um, in a logical sense.
0: I, the, the weird thing is, I've always been weird about money, even though when I was a kid, <laughs> my dad would always say like, we'd go to a toy shop and he'd say, yeah, like this, Um, we weren't rich, like particularly rich growing up or anything. We were just very middle class. But my dad would say, go and pick something in the toy shop, anything you want. And I would say, yeah, I would
1: not be able to do that. <laughs>
0: I don't need anything like that, mm-hmm. been my as and like it's been a thing as I've grown up no one knows where I got this from mm-hmm. I don't need anything that's always been my and so I really don't know where I get that from I think it's like a past life thing honestly <laughs> so weird <laughs> all of my siblings are just like what like as they g- like go to this is like of the time of like um Sylvanian families and stuff so like oh, my sister love a like, Sylvanian arms. family oh me too that's <laughs> full of sylvanian families like you're missing out <laughs> it's like I've, I've got one sylvanian family i don't need it anymore. <laughs> so i don't know where mine came from
1: at all <laughs> i really do yeah, think it's is a so interesting. yeah okay I so know. yeah that's that's even harder to figure out is like I know. <laughs> yeah. if it's from before you were born how are you gonna <laughs> affect that <laughs> yeah i really need to do some past life regression and see what was going on there <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So next, then, do we want to go into kind of mindset things or do we want to look at where we're at so far with our journey with money in terms of self-publishing?
0: I think let's talk about where we are in terms of self-publishing right now. So Mm -hmm. um, like how much we are comfortable spending, like in in what terms, like how do you want to how do you want to broach it?
1: Yeah. So I think that's a good way to think about it is like how do we think about spending money and self publishing. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: I first started self-publishing when I was living in, in Hong Kong, um, in fact, and you know, the taxes are very low there. I felt like I had a good amount of disposable income. Um, but not infinite amounts of money and kind of connected to the mindset stuff we'll talk about. Obviously, I never felt like I could spend money that felt wasted. Mm-hmm. Uh so I I spent money, you know, I had an editor, I had a a cover designer from the beginning um but I would definitely choose those based around what felt like a comfortable amount of money for me to spend without getting it back um and I think for I think my current level of spending my books is I, I have a cover designer I have a an editor um you know I pay for all sorts of other bits and pieces that I kind of don't factor in but I would say the profits that I make from my books have covered the editing and design, but they don't cover the other things like, you know, website hosting, the newsletter service, the book delivery for book funnel. And there's so many ancillary costs that, and I think having to do taxes sort of makes you confront that where you haven't really made business choices. You've just thought, yeah, I need that. So I will have that. Um And I think that's very, very common in self-publishing. There are so many products and things that you, could have, you know, things like Scrivener that everyone says it makes it so much easier to organise. Um people and there's also like Atticus, people use other things for um like formatting their books or they pay a formatter. Um and without you know that becomes like common common usage so you can't really question it. You know, and I, I use drafted Digital, like free formatting. I think it works well. It does a good job. And I was like, oh I'm not gonna spend money on that. Um but there's other places where you know, I, I, I think there's not maybe enough conversation about how much you should spend on certain things. Like, how much did an editor cost? How much did a designer cost? It seems to vary very, like, incredibly wildly. Yes. Um, so I've just spent what feels comfortable for me and for the quality that I think is good, uh, which I think is not really, it's not, it's not based, it's not rational decision. It's not based on what I think my books are worth. Um, it's based on a comfort around money.
0: Yes, I think that's uh, like a, a crazy thing to think really is, I guess it's all to do with like self-publishing never, well, personally coming from me, never felt like a, I was starting a business, even though like mm. now I'm seeing that that's completely how I should have approached this. Um, and we've both, like this is the whole point of these podcasts and like the whole point of our mastermind meetings that, that we do um, is is like finally getting to this point so far into our careers that we realized actually we should have been doing this as a business the whole time. So if you were running a business, you would put some money into an account or you'd you'd have a business plan and you'd say, hey, I'm going to publish this book. I'm going to write down every single cost I think I'm going to need for this book. I'm going to save my money for it. And then I'm going to, you know, like it would have made so much more sense to do that.
1: But obviously that's what you should do right yes. I mean like, just the idea of like why don't I have a business plan yeah like, I, I run a business from for my day job um and yeah. I've put together like business plans expenses budgets that's that's my job I'm a mm-hmm. director of operations for my day job that's my whole job and I have never even considered having a business plan for my books
0: isn't it like the most ridiculous thing <laughs> so like I think that what I love really at the moment is like obviously I on social media, um, I get a lot of. I follow a lot of indie authors. I get a lot of content for indie authors, and I love seeing people coming into it now having such a better understanding of the business and like talking about how much money they're saving up in order to publish. And like a few months ago, I remember seeing somebody say, "Oh, I've got like a pot of, I want to say, like, five grand, which I'm going to use to publish mm. my book," and I uh, from savings, and I and I thought. You can publish a book for basically for free, but mm-hmm. but that was just me being my like glib self of being like, you don't need to spend money to
1: publish a book, but you do need to spend. money But then there is a big attitude a of like bootstrapping, right? That's like a sort of a badge of honour. Um, that you bootstrapped your way, which I feel like really comes out of you know the 2016 model of like you're trying to race to to get the gold rush money, and that isn't where we're mm-hmm. at now.
0: No, that's like, that's when I started. So that was when self publishing wasn't um wasn't a viable way to make money. it was for some people, but it was still very much a um kind of like a vanity project for like that's how it seemed for a lot of people. And that's kind of how I looked at it for a long time, is that I was I looked at it as though it wasn't a legitimate business. It was just me because I was sick of waiting for agents to reply to my emails. And now the conversation around self-publishing has completely changed so like I'm glad that it has but I really wish that I'd like not started self-publishing back then (laughs) I'd done it now with like this mindset of I just feel like I'm I I just feel like I, I wish I'd had like a fresh start which is what but, I'm trying to do now.
1: Yeah, I was going to say you were kind of a fresh start, so I yeah went to the SPS live conference um, last year and the year before, but the one one from the year before, so from 2022, uh, Rachel McLean was talking there, and she had just won the Kindle Storyteller Award. Um, I can't remember whether it was a year before that year, but she had just won that, um, and she had really only been publishing crime for a very short period of time but she had started publishing. She'd been doing it for five years and she had published all sorts of absolutely weird books. I think she would have like agree to that. She showed us her sales graph. She has written a book, which I absolutely come from the title of now, um, which is something like how to write a bestseller where she wrote what she wanted for several years and, and was like, why isn't this working? And then she was very, very business minded about it and wrote a crime series that was to market that she loved writing. That was set in an area that she knew really well and loved, and she knew enough about um digital, kind of lots of different aspects of digital, um, not quite marketing, but but like different digital products, um, to be able mm-hmm. to market it well. And she used Facebook ads before she even released her first book. Like she really had a plan and stuck to it and invested in herself and believed, and has succeeded astronomically. Um so yeah, definitely if you can go to a talk or anything by Richard McLean, watch anything by her, read her books, um, and yeah, she's got a a, a business book, um, which I will find the put in the show notes, but it is something like how to write a bestseller
0: Yeah, I think that starting to think of it as an actual business and trying to think to myself, um, how much money do I need to put in a pot? that will cover like just cover expenses for publishing, not even thinking about all the extra stuff. Um, Just as, as like a, a launching pad, because it's all an experiment at this point. Um, Like how much money am I willing to experiment with is probably the thing that I need to, mm. I need to think about is how much am I willing to, I don't even think it's how much money am I willing to lose? It's, How much money am I willing to gamble with?
1: (laughs) I mean, I play the every now and again. Yeah. (laughs) So, (laughs) Um, because I think with Facebook ads, I don't want to feel like I'm losing money. Mm -hmm. I'm, but I'm happy if I don't make money as long as I'm learning something from it.
0: Yes. Well, that's it. Is this is the thing about um, spending and getting something of value in return, not necessarily monetary. Monetary, that's the word. Monetary value. Mm. But just a value of some kind. Like what what are you what are you valuing? What if you're valuing the experience, amazing. Um mm. there's just probably like so many ways to frame success when it comes to spending money. But yeah. obviously we, yeah. we want um we want more money in the account than we're spending. <laughs>
1: yeah but I think thinking about then how we're gonna frame money and in our interactions with it, I think then if we' have a look at, at mindset things uh which is how I started my never ending it seems spiral deeper and deeper into my psyche and attitude to kind of everything and like self worth and that started with money and the idea of abundance um and i think it i think i i'm it's, i'm interested to i would be interested to hear like different Cultural perspectives, because I think we're both bringing a very English perspective on this, yes. um, on on money, and not wanting to, um, you know, stand proud and say, "I worked hard for this and I deserved it," right? Like in, uh, like we should be saying when we're receiving success. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, I think it feels uncomfortable the idea of saying I have written something that I think will make money. that, that doesn't feel natural. So yeah, that's that's how I started on my kind of mindset work. I wanted to get a better attitude towards money, and I and I found some great resources. So I can chat about those um, and kind of you know go through what was helpful. Uh, I just wondered if first you had any like thoughts if you're anything you really want to share about money mindset.
0: Um, no, not really. I mean, I think that when I was um, like delving into some money mindset stuff yesterday, I. I really feel and this is probably some people will roll their eyes at this. I really feel like money mindset and like being proud of the money that you earn um and feeling like you deserve the money reward is very much a um is based in a patriarchal society where mm-hmm. men are open to talk about how much money they make and and be proud of it, but women are never have never been allowed to talk about how much money they're making how much things cost um i think for women spending money is has a frivolous um thing like bubble around it and women have always been made to feel guilty about how much money they spend and how much money they make and i like i didn't know that that's how i like that's how i viewed money in society but but it is, and <laughs> some people might be like, "Yeah." I, oh, I mean, so it's that thing when you have like a new... everything's about that.
1: <laughs> I mean, it sort of feels like a lot of things out there. I think it's interesting <laughs> when you have like a new outfit and someone compliments you, and you're like, "Oh, it was in sale, seventeen bajillion cents off, percent off. It was like cost me yeah. nothing." Um, yeah. There is almost that's the achievement is not having spent money. Oh, um, I know.
0: I I get most of my clothes secondhand, so it's always like a. It was just in a charity shop. <laughs>
1: yeah, but it's an achievement. But then mm-hmm. I think it would feel. It would feel unusual to have a woman be like, yeah, I bought this last week, cost a £1,000. Like, oh, gosh. Um, whereas I wouldn't yeah. find it as odd if a man was talking about his watch that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I would not consider it to have the same sort of self-indulgence. Um No. I mean, it is self-indulgent, but like nothing wrong with that. You can indulge yourself. Great. Oh, 100%. Uh, Yeah. So, yeah, so I I was just making a list of books that I kind of read when I was starting out thinking about this um, money mindset. Uh, Some I'm looking back through my phone, I think, because I ended up coming around to other issues. I've got a couple of books that I haven't read, but I have read the sample and then bought them. So I clearly like them enough to want to read them. And then some of them I have read, I... A lot of these books, they have a lot of exercises in them. So I have read them and kind of done a couple of the exercises, but I really want to go back all the way through them, which just takes my time. And now I'm like a million miles down this like self-discovery journey. I feel like I'm <laughs> I'm leaving the money stuff behind in a way that I don't want to. So I, I, it's very mm-hmm. useful to have this today to come back to. Um, and I am going to go back to these books. So I think the most relevant book for authors um, is called Right to Riches. And if you see the cover, it has the word "write" with a W um, crossed out and then written with a an R at the beginning as well. Like you are, have a right to these riches and you can write your way to being rich. It's by Renee Rose, who also has an Author Abundance Central Facebook group, uh, which as soon as you look at it, I'm sure you will find many of your self-publishing friends are members already. That is what I experienced. I think I checked today and there are maybe 10 people that I'm already Facebook friends with who are in the group. So it is very publishing focused. The book is very um general in terms of mindset on money but all the examples are very book related so it is a great read um yeah and a a nice read my actual favorite book about money uh because I like a bit of attitude um my favorite book that I read was We Should All Be Millionaires by Rachel Rogers which I just makes it made me feel really good about wanting to have money um she Has a really great perspective on it. And she's very much like, there's no wrong reason to want money, but a great reason to want money is so that you can help your community. And like, you get to have the money to decide what you do with it. It's not shameful to want to have enough money to pay for your family, you know, pay for the kids to go to university, to make everyone feel financially comfortable, but also to buy yourself that nice coat you want. Like, she's really got a great attitude and a way of expressing it that makes it feel very achievable. So I want to go back and reread that one. Um, she also has a podcast called Hello7. And um, because she's not from a self-publishing, like, focused background, the Hello7 podcast is, is quite broad and it's very much general business. And she is a general business person. So I would say I found the podcast less relatable. The Topics are often not close enough to what I'm interested in, but the book I absolutely loved. Then two other books that I have downloaded, and I read the samples and bought the book, so I must have liked them and must go back and read them, um, Was H.L. Savino, who I think is also connected to Renee Rose in some way. So H.L. Savino, Your Journey to Abundance. Maybe it was mentioned in Right to Riches. But again, I've bought the book, but need to read it. And then Nina Harrington, who I think is a cosy author, or definitely an author that I know of, um, Become a Fearless Writer, which is also about um, Attitude to Money. Uh, And then just a general recommendation for a podcast that I'm sure most people have listened to, Six Figure Authors, which is a great podcast. Relatively upfront about money and like where people are going and how, you know, how they're being impacted by money and changes in income. So, yeah, all those are ones that I, they just take time. They take time to go through, but they have all had a positive impact on my attitude to money and my mindset around money. But it's still not where I want it to be. I still want to feel like my books are a business asset and I want to make a business plan now. I have realized that I should make a business plan. I will make a business plan. and figure out how to make money from my books.
0: Yeah, I think that's um really helpful to share those books because I am somebody who's never really read mindset books ever. Um I just plow through fiction books like there's no tomorrow. But after after reading um the book which name is now escaping me. Um
1: Big Magic. Big Magic? Oh, yeah. The elizabeth gilbert
0: okay. book yeah thank you <laughs> like the words yeah. are just like gone um mm-hmm. like i completely see the relevance of for those books because it really um evokes such emotion when you're reading them mm. and i think that that's uh that's something that i've never experienced because i've only read fiction books obviously fiction books like make you feel a particular way um but it's it's all false, you know, it's just all like imaginings and stuff and like pretending that you did this character. But when you're reading those books, you're not pretending you're a character. You're thinking about yourself and the way that mm. you're, you could live your life. And these other people have been where you've been and have made these changes. And I just think it's um, like, I just can't wait to get some of those books that you mentioned. I've had them on my list for a while and um, probably over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to
1: grab some of them and start reading them.
0: Because I, mean, I, I would, just, I would really just say as well, need... like I think the
1: benefit of being a fiction reader, like being a good fiction reader, you can lose yourself in a story. Means that these nonfiction books that are tapping into topics you are wanting to make changes in means that those books are more mm-hmm. effective for you. I think a lot of people don't find books an effective way to learn and mm-hmm. like change their mindset, and I really do because I think I'm very good at um, getting my mind connected to what I'm reading.
0: Yes, so definitely, I do. I... even
1: just I read these books and don't do the exercises, I feel my. Yeah. Thoughts changing?
0: Yes, this. I think that I love talking about this with my boyfriend about how what you read really shapes your world, your inner world, and your outer mm. world. So, which is why, as much as some people might not like this, I don't read the news um, because I'm yeah, not, not a huge fan. Because I have this thing where we've grown up. This is like going to go off a tangent, so I'll try not to go too far off. We've grown up. We grow up in a world where you're um, you're supposed to believe the things that you read. And when you're at school, you learn from books, so your brain knows what you read is true. It creates like the world and everything around you. Um, and as soon as you start reading like bad news, you mm. start reading all these things, and you believe that everything is true that you're reading. And I think it can be really detrimental. So I just want to read nice things and convince myself that everything's fine. <laughs> so um, I'm, I mean, I'm there's really a big do... merit to
1: that. I think to limiting your news intake, like I during the pandemic and I lived in Hong Kong during the protests, you read news constantly and it's tiny, tiny incremental updates that just fill your mind up. And I think Mm -hmm. it is such a hard balance between like, I want to be globally aware. I want to be a good global citizen and be knowledgeable and have changes where needed. But also it doesn't mean no benefit to know about an earthquake in a country that I have never been to, will never go to, cannot have any impact on. And now I just feel bad.
0: Yes. I want to be a good... Um, person in my community mm-hmm. which means being a positive person who doesn't hate the world so <laughs> I love like I just want to be like a nice person who is happy and can recommend books to people and that's my entire life so yeah I
1: think that's a big um a big part of we shall be millionaires so I would say yes. read the Rachel Rogers book first she's very cannot wait focused on yeah, on like, make money to change the world around you, the world you can impact. Mm. Um, yes. and which
0: is my, me yeah. down to a T. Like that's the, mm-hmm. my biggest dream is to be able to make money and feel like I'm impacting every, everyone around me in a good way, which is, yeah, well, like I can't wait to read that book.
1: <laughs> yeah, we should all be millionaires and we will yeah. get there. Agreed. <laughs> you know, soon and together yeah so that would be fantastic yes. mm-hmm. um so that sort of takes on to next week's topic so we've decided to have a sort of mini series on the topic that we are calling branding and being uh which is about really focusing on um so some, we started this like by thought of niching down and they call niching down depending on how you pronounce it um we, we that's how we very first started these mastermind meetings but it turned into a much broader kind of interconnected web of everything in our business so we're going to just have a a few weeks looking at branding and being which which we're kind of categorizing as let's look at the place that we are in our business and and where we belong in our genre and subgenre and how we're putting ourselves there um so starting with quite a broad topic next week that will impact our discussions for weeks to come so the one we talk about next week is resources and platforms which is a really kind of Broad topic that doesn't seem related to the idea of branding but it will come in a lot when we talk about things in future so sam just to start with you have any thoughts already on on platforms and resources
0: yes well i think that um like you say depending on your genre and your niche however you want to say it um mm-hmm. there are definitely different platforms that benefit you more and just like in general talking about if we're going to talk about platforms like social media um me being a young adult fantasy writer may have completely different experiences and outcomes on particular social media platforms than you writing Cozy Mysteries. And um, mm-hmm. so um, just in terms of that, I'm really excited to, to think about where are the best places that I should be? Um, who are the people that I should be trying to find there? Um, and like what resources will help me make those places like lucrative? That's how I'm, that's how my brain's thinking about it. That might, that might change. <laughs> how about you? Yeah. And I think, I you, think we've got such a good combination of this?
1: genres that like right at the yeah. opposite end of the age spectrum traditionally, but both mm-hmm. audiences kind of meet in the middle. Um. Yeah. I think, I think I'm really looking forward to this because I, when I started self-popping, I came from kind of a different perspective from you. I came from, I had a very close friend who was a full-time um, author who shared with me all her ideas and like knowledge on resources and she was able to you know say get on book funnel here's a newsletter provider that is you know you want to get started on here's how to get your website set up so I had a real leg up in that and didn't have to make as many decisions or at least knew kind of a couple of things to decide between um but I and as I said like in the last few years I've been focusing on kind of get back into a regular publishing rhythm post pandemic cri- like crisis uh so I really want to maybe take a bit of time to re things and to look at things that I never tried. So I have had a friend recently who's used NetGalley um, to get some pre-publication reviews. And I have never done anything like that. And there are various other sites that do it. And I've, you know, you hear, I think part of the problem is people who are loud about these things online often have had a horror story. So then you think, I won't even think about that because that sounds awful. I don't want to get terrible reviews on my book that's not even published. But that's you know that's often just like the squeaky wheel, right? And I I kind of want to take a bit of time to review some platforms that I'm not using and think about why and maybe consider changing some things, um, and just make sure I'm making more conscious choices.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's um, yeah. I think it's gonna be <laughs> I think it's gonna be uh, uh making big lists next week
1: and trying to figure out
0: are the lists useful or not. <laughs> mm.
1: Yeah. And I think it will help me look at like some new things. So I have done or yes. been part of a Kickstarter. Um and it's about, you know, do I want to that's definitely becoming bigger and bigger? Do I want to do anything with that? I've i I've been ignoring TikTok for the most part. Do I want to look at that? Um yeah, I think I have had a lot of things where I'm just pushing it to the like kicking the can down the road. So this will be a good yes. chance for me to stop doing that and make some mm-hmm. choices.
0: And will tie in nicely if you're gonna be looking at a business plan,
1: I think. mm mm-hmm. Yeah, as I am, because I am a professional business lady. Yes, yes, <laughs> you <Yes. we> are. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'll be looking forward to having a chat to you next week about this and feeling yes. incredibly professional. Same.
0: Well, thank you very much for this chat, and thank you to everybody who has been listening. And we will see you next week.
1: Bye. Goodbye. You've been listening to Penta to Paycheck authors.
0: Stay tuned for our next episode and don't forget to subscribe to learn how to write your way to financial success.